engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holy Half Hour. It's a podcast, a Christian podcast, a Christian entertainment podcast, a Christian entertainment podcast with quizzes and musical segments and lots of fun and nonsense, but most importantly, with an amazing co-host called Kieran. Hello, how are you? Hey man, I'm good, how are you? That's, yeah, I'm pretty good, very very kind of you to say that I'm most important, but no, you are most important. <laughs> we couldn't do this show without you. Well, I mean, that is true, but I suppose technically most important is like, you know, the fact that we're Christians and we love Jesus and all that, isn't it really? Which is probably what I should be saying. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's <laughs> we just do that one that. more time. Another take. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, Kieran, um, it's good to see you. Good to speak to you. How are you doing? You too, man. I am good. I am. We are two and a half weeks away, just just under from my my fiance and I from getting married, which is amazing mm-hmm. and very exciting, and also uh, slightly scary how much there is to do in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, many many things to do. And I'm not a super organized person in, in my usual day-to-day life, as Michael will attest. <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, scary, scary times, but also wonderful. Yeah. Exciting. I'm very excited. Um, but unfortunately, no one told Kieran that he is allowed to organize things to do with the wedding prior to two and a half weeks before <laughs> it happens. So it's really just, just yeah. getting started. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> and uh, as I'm sure is the story of many people planning a wedding in COVID times, we've like made a whole plan and then scrapped mm. it. And about a couple of months before the wedding, made an entirely new plan. Yeah. So this is, this yeah. is like the seventh iteration of the wedding, isn't it? Exactly. But you know, a little bit of time pressure forces me to be productive in a way mm. that just doesn't happen otherwise for me. <laughs> so actually, Absolutely. you know. Uh, you, you need a lot of pressure to create a diamond, as they say. And, uh, <laughs> and this is, in some ways, when I'm at my best, is when too many things need to be done. <laughs> well, well, it's going to be good. And, and there'll be much more wedding chat over the next couple of uh, episodes, I'm sure, as we, as we get ever closer to the, to the day. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm excited to be there, Kieran. Um, however... Yeah. Before we get into bit bogged down into wedding stuff, which uh, which we will do in future episodes, um, I've got a little icebreaker question to to kick off the show. And uh, I was thinking, Kieran, if you could have written any Christian hymn or song, what would you? What's the one that you know comes to mind first that you would most like to have written yourself? Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, "In Christ Alone" is such mm. a good good hymn. You know, uh, how deep the Father's love for us. You know, these mm. are just uh, some of my my absolute favorites. Uh, yeah, I think if I if I had written in Christ alone, I'd be like, yes, score <laughs> every morning <laughs> as you wake up. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, uh, la- we're not we're not that far from Christmas now, so I feel like I can say this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last year, really, for the first time, I discovered. The hymn "See Amid the Winter Snow," which is so awesome, 
and had never really sung it before at church or anything and you know just never really given it any time and then found out hey this is amazing it's like my favorite christmas carol now that's cool i don't that so, one doesn't uh when you said the name it doesn't immediately spring to mind so i might have to give that one a listen this year yeah man it's beautiful i i recommend it but um yeah hey if i could have written that that would be sweet how about you cool. <laughs> yeah there's so many out there do you know i was trying to think what about modern songs uh that are christian songs what would i like to have written do you know what song i really like even though it's complex and not very congregational because it's complex but it's got so it's beautiful and it's got so much rich imagery and truth in it is uh so will i a hundred billion times by hillsong i just love that song i really do yeah it's a good one it's a great song and it's uh it gets me every time because yeah the imagery and the poetry in it's so good um there's not that many songs modern songs that spring to mind that kind of express something of God's nature in a new way because the hymn, mm. hymns have done it so well and in such rich poetry for mm. so long that modern songs tend to be, be a wee bit simpler and have simpler imagery. And, and uh, I just love So Will I. I think it's gorgeous. So yeah, that's, I think that would be my pick. But uh, I share your opinion about many of the classics being like, if I'd written them, oh yeah, I'd feel pretty yeah. pleased. Absolutely. So will I is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Well, shall we kick on with the rest of the show, my friend? Let's do it. Here we go. Kieran, uh, what I didn't mention in the intro is that we also each week have a Bible fact and we've been going through the whole Bible, book by book, bringing a fact from each book. And this week we're on Ephesians and it's your turn to uh, to bring us the fact. I can't wait to hear what you've got for us. It's going to be good, man. Well, good. you know, because it's the Bible, not because I prepared it. <laughs> a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Um <laughs> And I thought it would be appropriate, seeing as you're doing Ephesians, to, to center my quiz a little bit around Ephesians. Uh, so, Kieran, if I said to you, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 17, famous Sunday school <laughs> section of Ephesians that many a child likes to visualize, what would you say back to me? I would say armor of God. <laughs> I would say not not fruit of the spirit. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. as I said last week, in my, I keep getting those two muddled Galatians and Ephesians in my head. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy done. It's easy done. Um, although I'm sure you'll never do that again now that we've gone through the books in such detail. Um, yes, <laughs> you're right to say the armor of God. Um, the armor of God is a is a famous verse or famous passage in Ephesians. I won't say too much about it. Just in case you happen to touch on it on your uh, in your Bible fact, Kieran, I don't know what you've got planned, but uh, Paul likens uh, living with Christ and by the Holy Spirit as uh, and the various aspects of Christian life to armor, which can protect us from uh, the the enemy. 
And um, I thought, let's do a quiz about armor, Kieran. Mm. So nice. You may, uh, eagle-eared listeners among you may remember such greatest hits as um, Church Architecture or Partial Denture from season one. Well, this one is Protective Feature or Feathered Creature, Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. So is this thing, this word, the name of a part of a suit of armor or is it a type of bird? And uh, yeah, that's it. There's there's six mm. to choose from. I used a random number generator prior to the show to order these because I get tied up in should I do a true, then a false, then a true, then a false, or two trues, then two false, you know. So these are yeah. genuinely completely randomly ordered. So there could be three armors in a row or three birds in a row, who knows, or four birds or ten armors. Anyway, there's six questions, okay. and here they are. Here's the first one, Kieran. Armor or bird? Protective feature or feathered creature? A couter. A couter. C O U T E R. Couter. I'm almost certain that's a piece of armor, a protective feature. All right, let's check it out. Oh, yeah. you're correct. It's a plate that guards the elbow. Um, how about, here's number two, a linnet. L-I-N-N-E-T. That's a tricky one. A linnet. I am going to say that that is also a piece of armor. All right. Let's take a look and see. Oh, I'm afraid not. It's a small, slim finch, widely distributed (laughs) and once very popular as a caged bird because of its melodious song, Kieran. Ah, a linnet. Sweet. I mean, not okay. the, the, the cage bit, but the lovely, <laughs> melodious song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they're not as popular to cage them anymore. Um, yeah. Okay, here's number three. It's 1-1. One, one. A besague. A besague. Besague. B-E-S-A-G-E-W. Besague. Could you use it in a sentence, please? Yes. What? <laughs> Is the is a besague a piece of armor or a bird? <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to work, everybody. <laughs> be get up get pretty it from early in the morning. To... <laughs> yeah, no, that was, it was never going to work. <laughs> it was never going to work. I, I really, that's uh, that really sounds like a piece of armor to me. All right, let's take a look and see. Oh. Well done. It is a piece of armor. It's a Good circular stuff. plate that covers the armpit. Okay. How about a fulmer? A fulmer. A fulmer. F-U-L-M-A-R. I'm going to say armor again. Yeah. For All that right. one. Let's take a look and see. Oh, oh it's a bird. Mm. Almost gull-like, this grey and white seabird is related to the albatross. Hmm. Okay, Kieran. To right, to wrong, and two to go. It's all to play for. Here we are. <laughs> okay. An an aventail. An aventail. Oh, Michael, that's a dastardly, dastardly trick. Because it's got tail in it, everybody. Oh. And if I know my birds. I'm, I'm waving my glasses here. 
uh, <laughs> knowledgeably, listeners. If I know my birds, a lot of them have tails. So mm. I have I have seen that of birds. But then it could, mm. uh, on the other hand, maybe it's not a bird. <laughs> and that, <laughs> on the other hand, and that, listeners, armor has is, tails too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And that, listeners, is the crux of my problem here. <laughs> You're in quite a pickle. Yes. So, mm, armor. You going for armor? Yeah. All right, let's take a look. Oh, oh yes. It is armor. It's detachable mail hung from a helmet to protect the neck and shoulders. Okay, sir. Here's your last one. An avocet. Avocet. A V O C E T. I mean, that sounds very similar to the previous one. Mm. But there's no point in getting stuck in the game theory stuff, I think. Especially as these were randomly put in order. So I, I, I'm going to say it's a bird, though. I'm going to go with bird. All right, let's take a look and see. Hey. Oh, nice. It is indeed a bird. The Avocet is a distinctly patterned black and white wading bird with a long upcurved beak, Kieran, as I'm sure you know. Of course. Well, Kieran, I mean, uh, you did well. You got four out of uh, six in the end, which uh, I was slightly disappointed with, but, uh, you know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh man, that was uh I was feeling a bit of the fear, Michael. Uh I felt like I was gonna be uh, you know, toppled from my mound of quiz winning. Not a very good <laughs> metaphor. But there you go. That's the best I could come up with. That's right. Uh, this is the guy we chose scary. to to call like the podcast, uh, everyone. <laughs> I felt like I was gonna lose my standing, you know? Uh, so, but yeah, that was well designed. Well designed quiz. And, oh, thank uh, you. I mean, turns out that a birds and armor parts sound quite similar. Mm, who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? You apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's who. Good point. <laughs> who unlikely worships us? Unlikely. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our unlikely worship song. Kieran, he's a musical genius, you know, and he just comes up with music. It just pours out of every orifice, out of his ears, out of his nose, <laughs> sometimes out of his mouth, um, out of his, he sweats music, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, Keep it's very going. disgusting. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> and that's where we'll stop. <laughs> but... Um, We'll let you be the judge as to which orifice this song comes out of this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the Unlikely Worship song um, at the start of season two, so 47 episodes ago, we uh, tasked Kieran with coming up with an Unlikely Worship song, a song you're not likely to hear in church. Maybe it's uh, based on a Bible passage that, you know, you probably wouldn't write a song about because it's maybe challenging or strange or un or just not necessarily lends itself to worship. But as you know, you regular listeners amongst you, it's uh, it's evolved over these 
months and Kieran now just uh, writes whatever music he pleases and uh, and we love him so we let him do that. Kieran, what have you got for me this week? <laughs> well, Michael, you have no idea how appropriate your intro was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know from which uh, you know for, from which uh, place this emerged entirely. <laughs> but <laughs> but basically uh, I, th- this week we are going for something that's very much based on uh, a passage of scripture uh, that, uh, that we're looking at. So, Michael, if I was to say to you Ephesians uh, 10, uh, sorry, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to uh, 16, 17 something, what would you say? What would come to mind? <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Uh, it's hmm. the armor of God. Is it the armor of God? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, And so I thought I'd do a little bit of a, like, what I was going for here was like the armor of God in a video game. That was my concept. Oh, nice. It didn't go anything like how I hoped it was going to go. <laughs> but I'll say no more. I'll just let you listen to this and then I'll apologize afterwards. So <laughs> well, I listen. can't wait to hear. Clearly, there's some excellent uh, podcast synergy going on between us, Kieran, without even knowing. But uh, yeah, let's give it a listen. was uh that was amazing kieran i mean <laughs> it genuinely was very eight bitty sounding did you use a lot of bit crushing on mm. that? um or did you like get I, a bunch sir, of stock sounds or something uh, yeah it was mostly a bit crush and, and that sort of thing yeah sort of like chip tune synthesizer yeah cool, so man. uh but what what i wanted to do man was i i bought a like a vocoder plugin for oh, my nice. uh for my recording software and I was going to like do a vocoder thing with my voice. I just couldn't get it to work. I was uh, absolutely gutted because vocoder is so much fun and it sounds really yeah, cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, so hopefully I can get that nailed for another time and then I will bring <laughs> that to you. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only thing that was not as strong was that she sounded extremely bored. Uh, so obviously if, yes. if you'd been able to do your vocoder yeah. magic, then, then it would have been incredible, no doubt. Yeah, but, uh, I I thought the same thing. It ended up sounding very sad. <laughs> no or way sinister. I, uh, yeah, or sinister in a way that I didn't really want it to. So, But I love the, <laughs> uh, the, the sound effects sounded genuinely from a video game. So very impressive. Ah. Round of applause. Ah, good. Well, thank you. Thank you. I had fun making that. I'm a fan of video games in general, Michael, as you know, and mm, uh, lots of retro that. games and the soundtracks. So it was fun to it was fun to have a go. <laughs> well, the jury the jury verdict has come back, and they've decided that that one came from your brain orifice. So uh, that's uh, approved. <laughs> oh, good. What, what a relief. <laughs> 
the top, 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 top three, three, three. Okay, Kieran, it's time for this week's top three. Ooh. And um, as you know, Kieran, but as listeners may not, if it's the first time you are joining us, I have searched, scoured, nay, looked high and low across the entire Bible for pairs of words. And I have seen how many times or how many verses they appear in. And Kieran has to uh, guess which of the two appears in more verses. We're doing common word pairs, and uh, I'm going to give Kieran a pair of words. He tells me which one appears in more verses in the New International Version of the Bible. Easy peasy. And uh, apparently it is quite easy because Kieran keeps on winning these every week, which is very (laughs) disappointing. But I would just like to say, in my defense, finding two words which are in some way thematically linked, which are also in the Bible and also in the Bible in a similar number of places, is quite difficult. So yeah, you know. uh, kudos to you, Michael. I don't doubt that it's very difficult <laughs> to come up with this every week. So, so I'm just saying, and, uh, if this is too easy, all right. Stop sending me DMs on our <laughs> on our uh, Instagram account and just just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> At Holy Half Hour, if you want to follow us. So here we are. Here's number one. Sooner or later, Kieran. Sooner or later. Which of these appears in more verses in the NIV? Mm, I think later is going to come up quite a lot and there'll be very few sooners. Mm. I think later that day or that sort of thing must Mm. happen quite a lot in in various accounts in Scripture. Mm. Whereas sooner, I don't remember reading the word sooner very often. That's true. uh, In in the Bible. So 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 you'd sooner go for later and save sooner for later. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm going to (laughs) say that later wins. All right, let's take a look. Hey, you are correct, sir. Yeah, this one, you're right. Uh, Sooner only appears in four verses, later in 83. So, uh, a landslide. How about this, Kieran? Flesh and blood. Well... Obviously, blood is a very prominent mm-hmm. concept and thing in Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, in in the in the Pentateuch alone, blood must come up an awful lot because it's mm-hmm. involved in sort of ceremonial purification things and all that kind of stuff. The blood mm-hmm. of animals and that sort of thing. Uh, flesh, though, is like as in sort of your old self. Yeah, uh, your sort of nature apart from the lord uh or uh, pre being filled with the spirit is also a prominent concept yeah um but because the old testament's way longer than the new testament <laughs> i'm gonna say <laughs> not that flesh is a concept only comes up in the new testament but i'm just mm. i have a hunch it's blood so i'm gonna go with blood all right, you're going to go with blood. Let's take a look and yeah. see if you are right. Yes, mm. well done, Kieran. It is blood. Mm. Blood appears in 361 verses, flesh in 159. And because uh, uh, I know you'll be wondering, Kieran, and, uh, and you know, inquiring minds deserve to find the answers to these questions. Blood appears 122 times in the Pentateuch alone, so you're right. 
does appear in quite a lot of times. Ah. Um, okay. Nice. okay, you've already won, but let's do the third one for fun. It is read and write. <laughs> read and write. Read and write. That's really difficult. Mm. Is it, that's Kieran? All I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Though this one must be close. I, I feel like neither of those probably come up a massive amount of times. Mm. Uh, but there's probably, I think, right probably just edges ahead. How does he do it, ladies and yeah. gentlemen? How does he do it? <laughs> yes, right does just edge ahead at 75 <laughs> verses compared to Reed's 69 verses. And yes, it is close. And you are too good at this game. <laughs> I have to change it. <laughs> oh, Kieran. I'm furious now. This is my furious voice. Well, it's only because only because it was such a well-designed quiz, my friend. <laughs> is that how it works? Well-designed quizzes are extremely easy to always get right. <laughs> uh, well, those are the ones I feel are well-designed. <laughs> um, <but laughs> designed to make you feel well. But yeah, yeah, I think um, I, I think you know you, you've also you know this has been a rigorous training program you've put me through, Michael, <laughs> of doing true. this every week. So it's probably it's probably no wonder that I have yeah. my my. Uh, Top three muscle is uh, is is well exercised at this yeah. point. Yeah, you've honed your skills over many a trial, and now you're just uh, you're just <laughs> yeah. at the top of your game. I mean, that's true. That's true. Um, well, well done, Kieran. I mean, bravo. Hats off to you. If I was wearing a hat, I would doff it, but I'm not. Oh, so I'll doff my bald head instead. Doff. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. It was a good one, though. I really enjoyed that. I always enjoy it. But that one was a nice, fun, some nice, fun uh, teasers there. So, so well done. Oh, thanks. Bible facts coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Well, Kieran, how it's already time for the Bible fact. I'm super excited to hear what you've got to say about Ephesians because, as you know, you're one of my favorite people and Ephesians is one of my favorite books. Oh. So what could be better? Uh, yeah. Take it away. Well, Michael, if I was to say to you, <laughs> Ephesians 6 <laughs> versus <laughs> 10 to 17, <laughs> what would you? It's a recurring gag, folks. We haven't had one like this uh, it's a for a little while, I think. Yeah, it's come <laughs> up in every single segment of the show, I think, just about. Well, Kieran, I hear that uh, that's... Is that, the, is that the fruit of the Spirit? Well, now, now, Michael, you know, that's a common misconception. <laughs> it's probably not a common misconception. It's probably only me that does that. What a sick burn. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope you're wearing your armor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it is, of course, as you rightly point out, it's the armor of God. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's a it's a very famous and familiar passage, I think, to a lot of Christians. But I thought it would be good just to uh, maybe break down some aspects of it and just just think about it a bit more, because I think with 
passages like the armor of God and the kind of ones that you grew up with in Sunday school, if you grew up in Sunday school, uh, you can begin to take certain very familiar passages of scripture for granted, potentially, I think, in some ways. So not that I'm promising to give a mind-blowing exposition here. This is going to be some very simple concepts, but I wanted to just have a look at a little bit at the armor of God with you, Michael. Hold on to your minds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read this passage, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 17. And then uh, I just want a couple of things I want to highlight, really. So from verse 10, finally, and this is the NIV. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So, Paul, uh, using a, a metaphor here, I think, of a Roman soldier's armour to give us a picture of how we can be fully equipped, you know, in the Christian life, in our relationship with God, and fully equipped to face uh, the challenges that might come our way as Christians. Um, so just a couple of things I wanted to highlight here. Um, the, the first one is si simple, simple thing, but I think bears repeating. Um, the passage says to put on the whole armor. So there's a very strong sense here of this is a complete set. You're, uh, <laughs> you're not, we're not picking and choosing here as Christians that in order to be fully equipped, uh, we should be keeping all of these elements in mind mm. um, it, because, you know, in in the same sense that if a soldier obviously went into battle ill-equipped for battle, they would probably uh, not not do very well. So so wearing the whole the whole armor, being able to stand um, against uh, the the attacks of the evil one. Um and I think that, you know, in, in, in my life as a Christian, uh, I don't know that I give a lot of thought to these necessarily on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been times where I've sort of revisited the armor of God in my life. Um, but, you know, kind of going going through these and, and, and really sort of internalizing that and, 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 and prayerfully sort of applying them in my life as I know many of you listeners probably do. Uh, I think that's actually something that would be really good for me to return to, particularly in this season. So so this was a helpful reminder for me to kind of come back to the armor of God and to that sense of being equipped, you know. Um, so that's the first thing, the whole armor. The second thing uh, is uh, about standing against the devil's schemes, as it says in verse 11, the word schemes here, or uh, wiles, 
as it says in some other translations, which is a nice old word, the wiles, uh, the wiles of the devil. Um, that word in the original text, as I understand it, is close to kind of um, method or it could be sort of likened to art or skill. It's, it's, a, it's a practiced sense here that mm. we're getting. There's a sense of, of strategy, I think. Uh, the word only occurs uh, in Ephesians, in the whole of Scripture, I believe. And it only appears here and in Ephesians 4.14. Um, so it, it's the, the wiles of, of the devil, the various strategies that the enemy might use to draw us away from God. And, and I think what's helpful about this is it's a reminder not to underestimate uh, the ways that the enemy might try to draw us away from God um, because there will be strategy to it. There will be, according to this passage, you know, cunning used in order to try and keep us from experiencing the full joy of knowing God in this life. Um, and so without scaremongering and saying, you know, check under your bed for the devil or that sort of thing. Uh, I think there's a sort of sober uh, reckoning here that we can do of, okay, you know, um, ultimately the battle is won in Jesus, but in the life that we live in this sort of in-between time <laughs> before we uh, are in glory, um, we still have to be on our guard. We still have to be sober-minded and exercising these these disciplines and 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 putting on this this armor, um, which has been a helpful reminder for me. It's something I definitely need to uh, come back to in my life. And so hopefully it's a helpful reminder for you listeners too. Uh, what are your thoughts, Michael? Yeah, that's great, man. That is a helpful reminder for me, certainly. And um, yeah, I think it's really important. It's it, these visual aids that Paul uses and that are in other areas of the Bible are so good because like you said, you put on the whole armor. It's easy to imagine someone going into battle with like only a helmet and only a breastplate, but no shoes or shield or sword or, you know, belt, you know, and uh, all these other things. You know, they would just make they would render the first two completely pointless, and that's really, really, really potent, because you know if you have the best and most amazing shield or the best and most amazing sword, but you don't have the other things to defend yourselves or you know whatever else, then it's not going to do anything. It makes me think of my game, protective feature or feathered creature. If you go into battle yeah. with um, with you know three pieces of armor, but then two pigeons strapped to your chest. Then it's not going to uh, it's not going to do you much good. But I think some True. of the things that we look to in our lives um, to to you know find our identity or to find our purpose or to protect us or find our comfort is tantamount to you know strapping a couple of pigeons to your chest. Whereas what we should be doing is you know looking at our identity in Christ, knowing that we're righteous because of what Jesus has done to us. That's our real protection of our heart. Um, and all these other amazing things that Paul writes about in Ephesians. So yeah, it's good. I think that that's going to stick with me. The uh, it's the whole armor, put put the whole thing on, and and yeah, I also you know I need to 
need to go through that and prayerfully consider like what is it what does it look like to to have the belt of truth around me to like to surround myself with truth what are the truths i need to surround myself with you know not just the truths of the world that around us because you know so much of the world these days people get to choose their own truth um and act accordingly based on what they decide they want to be true but also the spiritual truths you know of who god says i am and and what god says my purpose is and how god says i should behave in my in my home and with my wife with my child at work with in public you know and when no one else is around mm. and prayer pray through all these things you know i think it's uh, a timely and valuable reminder kieran so thank you mm. for it mm. thank you i think it's interesting uh, that uh, in in the armor of god salvation is our helmet mm. you know and you talked a bit there about that knowledge of and that reminding ourselves of, of what Jesus has done for us is so crucial. Mm. Uh, and I think it's no coincidence that salvation is our helmet because it does imply that that uh, remembering of the gospel and that preaching the gospel to ourselves and reminding ourselves of what Jesus has done for us and his life and death and resurrection uh, is so crucial to, to guarding our minds, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it was a timely reminder for me and I yeah. uh, appreciate your, your thoughts on it as well, bro. That's great. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. Find you, Michael and Kieran, you and your Bible facts. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we had better be going. Kieran's got a whole load of, uh, you know, place cards to write out and wedding favors <laughs> to pack. And I mean, who knows what else? I mean, he's, he's got a lot to do. So, so we're going to end the show there. But thank you so much, as always, for listening. You guys are amazing. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you back here next week, won't we, Karen? We will. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And thanks, Michael. We'll see you next time. I'll get you next time, Kieran. I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>